This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. Tonight, I want to talk to you about a title that the Lord gave me this week, and I'm just praying that he fixes it up and does whatever he wants to do with it. But the title that he gave me this week was, or rather is, The Government who cried wolf. Now, most of us grew up on the nursery rhymes. We grew up on the stories, the bedtime stories. So many people are familiar with the story of the boy who cried wolf, but you never know. Some people might not have ever heard it. You know, some people might be viewing from another country. Um, Some people might be just of a young generation and these these new kids be different. (laughs) I don't know if they got the same nursery rhymes that we got, but nonetheless, the story of the boy who cried wolf was the story of a boy. He was a shepherd. He kept some sheep and I don't know if he was lonely. I don't know if he just wanted some attention. I don't know if he just was bored, but for whatever reason, he made up a story about how all of a sudden um, this wolf comes and he just comes and he's he's endangering the sheep. And so the villagers, the people that lived in the village, they all come rushing to the rescue because they're trying to help this boy out only to find out that he was telling a lie. All right. Next thing that happens is the exact same thing. He, he, he makes up a story. There's a wolf on the loose. Right. Let me raise my chair up a little bit. <laughs> he makes up a story about how there's a wolf on the loose and everybody comes running to his his uh, safety and all of that only to find out it was a lie. Now, the third time, this time a wolf actually shows up. But now when he comes and he is telling the villagers, hey, there's a there's a wolf that's threatening the sheep. Now, all of a sudden, they don't believe him. And the reason why they don't believe him is because he lied so much the first two times. He shattered the trust so much the first two times that from this point forward, anything you tell me, I don't have a reason to believe it. It could be true, right? It it, it, it actually was true in this particular nursery rhyme. But the fact of the matter is, it's a story about lying. It's a story about what happens when you misuse somebody's trust. And so I'm asking the question tonight. Hopefully we'll see how long this video stays up. But I'm asking the question tonight. Has our government done enough to instill trust in its citizens? Now, I'm asking this for several reasons, and we'll get into some of the reasons why. But many of you know this is kind of piggybacking off of last week, and we can have uh, an open discussion tonight. We don't have to be bound by this subject, but this is kind of piggybacking off of last week, how I was talking about how I am a federal employee and I am preparing for, I, I know that it's the, that the sun is setting. <laughs> if, if things continue at this, at this rate, I know Moni E tell me don't talk like that, but, uh, and prayerfully it, it is prayerfully this thing breezes by, but as it stands right now at this current rate, I know that the sun is setting 
on my career, right? And so if you've been paying attention to the news, uh, and if you haven't, that's okay. I, I recommend that you don't. But Joe Biden basically has come up with some phantom authority about how he wants to uh, make it mandatory that all companies require their employees to get vaccines. If you have over 100 employees, he wants them to get the jab. So we're talking about probably 100 million Americans that could be affected by this. I'm not sure exactly, but I, I think I heard once there's about 347 million employees in, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> in the United States. And the last time we checked last week, I think we said about 67, uh, no, about 63% of people had at least gotten one shot or something like that. Now, that was last week. I don't know if that's still the case. But nonetheless, this uh, mandate that he's trying to impose will affect, hun uh, uh, I guess you could say, hundred, uh, at least 100 million people. I was about to say hundreds of million, <laughs> but it's only 100 million. But anyway, that's a whole lot of people. And so uh, I just want to talk a little bit about why I don't personally believe that I have a reason to trust the government. You know, we can look first and foremost at Tuskegee. That was an experiment that was done testing out syphilis on black people. That was experimental. It was something that had not been done before. They didn't know what they were doing um, against, you know, these Tuskegee uh, experiments that went, that took on. And it wasn't until years later that the truth actually came out. It wasn't until years later that people actually realized what they were doing. And so much of this stuff is things that we see um, happening today, but we don't get the full story until decades later, if we get the full story at all. You know, so even as today, as we commemorate 9-11, I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> You know what I mean? But there's a lot of people who have opinions about that and about what was the, the the reason for that, how it came about, what actually happened. And so everybody's entitled to their own opinion. You know, we're not entitled to our own facts. But that's the thing about this culture that we live in is that there's this fight over the narrative. There's a fight over the narrative. Uh, people want to be able to control what is factual and what is not. And my solution to that is I'm simply going to go with what God says about the situation. Even, even considering facts, you can still have quote unquote facts, but truth is a final authority and truth is a final destination point. What I mean by that is, um, and I, y'all have heard, some of y'all might've heard me get this example before, uh, you know, it's a fact that there's water in this bottle but by the end of this solid talk more likely than not unless i'm trying to control my bladder um that will no longer be true so something can be um, factual for a moment but that doesn't mean that it's the conclusion of the matter and god has the conclusion of the matter in every situation so when i look at some of these things that are being imposed and and all of that my take is when it comes to my body and this temple that really, because biblically speaking, our bodies don't even belong to us. You know, 
they're saying that the only way you can really be exempted from this is if you have a very legitimate medical reason or if you have a religious exemption. So there's been a lot of talk about uh, what constitutes as a religious exemption or not. So I saw something circulating around on Marcus Rogers Facebook. He put up a template of something that you can use to give you a job of, of a Christian version of a religious exemption. I don't know if it'll work, but it's worth a try. But simply put, our bodies are a temple of, of, of the Holy Ghost. There's a scripture that says flat out that um, our bodies are not our own. You know what I mean? So my thing is, let me see if I can find it. My thing is, this body doesn't even belong to me. So in order for me to make a decision like that, I need to consult the Lord to really figure out if that's something that he wants me to do. You know, and if somebody has consulted the Lord and you have peace about it, God bless you. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, I just don't have peace about it anyway. And the Bible says that everything we do has to be done out of faith. It has to be done out of faith. Anything that's not of faith is sin. It talks about that in Romans chapter 14. You know, so so somebody can do one thing and another person can do the same thing. Paul said, everything is lawful for me, but everything is not expedient, right? So if you are convicted in your conscience about something, then you should not be doing that because you're not operating out of the faith of the measure of faith that you have. So it takes wisdom to really understand what the Bible is saying in that particular context. But the scripture that I was referencing, it is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. It says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. See, <laughs> it says you are not your own. And it's, talk, and it's said that right after talking about how our bodies are a temple of the Holy Ghost. It says in verse 20, you were bought with a price. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So my thing is, this body belongs to God and it's up to him what he wants to do with it. Uh, that being said, if you tell that to, to your employer <laughs> and they're not born again, if they don't have a renewed mindset, as they say, when you go shopping, your results may vary. Your market may vary. <laughs> your, your market may vary. They may understand it. They may acknowledge it. They may not acknowledge it. But that's kind of what we're dealing with. And so I'm thinking about certain things that have been done, you know, MK Ultra. Just go listen to my song called Tinfoil Hat. You know what I mean? Um, there's a lot of truth in that. And that the stuff in that is old now. So I'm going to have a part two of that Tinfoil Hat too. Prayerfully, it'll be out by the end of this year. I can't really say. But what I've done was I put the link to tonight's Solid Talk in the chat so anyone who wants to join in on this discussion and just kind of give me your thoughts about the question that's scrolling at the bottom of the screen do you think that the government has done enough to instill trust in its citizens you could almost ask that question in reverse has the has the government done so much to remove the trust away from its citizens i'm just the type of person i'm, I'm just going to believe god's report even if i 
you know, God forbid if I contract the virus, um, I'm just going to believe God's report. You know what I mean? Is it real? It's real. I know people that have it. I know folks that have it right now. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, uh, I believe Psalm 91, and that's the report of God. Um, I believe Psalm 91. I believe, I think it might be Isaiah 53 that says, by his stripes, we are healed. You know, people say it's a, it's a context with that. Listen, when I read it, <laughs> when I read it, uh, I believe it as by his stripes, we are healed. So I believe that I know that God is a healer. That's not even a question in my mind. Isaiah chapter 53, verse five, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed with his stripes. We are healed. But I just want to talk about that a little bit. You know what I mean? I want to talk about uh, really what is what is the track record that 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 the government has? I mean, there's so many things that we can talk about just right now as I'm speaking. I'm thinking about Martin Luther King. I don't know how many people know this. Uh, I'm trying to fact check it right now. But if I'm not mistaken, I think that the. Either the FBI or the government was officially charged with the murder of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. You know what I mean? And for the longest time, there was a shooter who was named and he went to jail. I'm trying to remember the guy's name. I think it was like last name was Lee or something like that. Let me see something real quick. Um, James Earl Ray. Excuse me. James Earl Ray was the guy's name. But what I'm trying to find is, it, see, the, what I want to do a little bit in this talk, I want to put y'all up on game a little bit <laughs> without getting it uh, shut down. And I feel like a lot of us who follow this channel, you know, people are, are hip to stuff. But um, I want to kind of uh, just really have this conversation as to why it's fine to have a healthy amount of skepticism. People want to pretend as though we cannot have any skepticism as if if you have skepticism, you are you are um, a problem. You are countercultural. You are you are the problem. That's the way that they see it. But the irony or a better way of saying it is the hypocrisy of that is there's like a whole montage of people who when the when the vaccine was first kind of being discussed there are a lot of um i guess you could say democrats or whatever who basically were expressing their skepticism about taking the vaccine uh namely kamala harris she she made the point that if it was trump who was encouraging people to take the vaccine she would not want to take the vaccine and she's not the only one. There's like a whole montage of people, but I'm going to see if I'm able to share this video with you guys of her basically uh, making this comment when she was asked this question about the vaccine. So we're going to see if we're able to get this on the screen. Hopefully it works, but um, I should be showing uh bit shoot 
which is the site where you can go now to get real information. So, <laughs> so, so if you notice on YouTube, everything is a little bit watered down now. That's that's by design. And I haven't watched this video yet, so prayerfully, this is what I'm what I'm looking at. Forgive, I didn't even see the title of the people who put it up there. So forgive me. It says has a bad word in there. Political. You know what? So hopefully, when I click this, <laughs> it's the actual video and not uh not would not something else but let's see what we got the trump administration approves a vaccine before or after the election should americans take it and would you take it if the public health professionals if dr fauci if the doctors tell us that we should take it i'll be the first in line to take it absolutely but if donald trump tells us i should that we should take it i'm not taking it the fact that you continue to undermine public confidence in a vaccine, if the vaccine emerges during the Trump administration, I think is is unconscionable. Hey, thanks for watching. Yeah. So uh, basically, prayerfully, you guys were able to hear that. But uh, basically, the point I'm trying to make by showing that video is that because of who was in administration when she was in office she said very clearly that um if he's in office she would not feel comfortable taking the jab right so my thing is <laughs> why is it that the vice president of the united states can express a healthy amount of skepticism from her perspective but when anybody else expresses a healthy amount of skepticism, now all of a sudden they're, you know, they're cuckoo, they're crazy. What's the difference? What's the difference? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, these doctors have been inconsistent. Fauci has been inconsistent. Um, you know, the CDC has been a little shaky on some things. So what reason exactly do we have to trust this and what's the point of it exactly when you can still get it you can still spread it even with the jab so i'm not even gonna get too deep into that because we talked a lot about this last week but i want to talk about spiritually what i believe is going on which is i believe this is a power grab you know the bible says that the antichrist has the power to um he will have the power to change times and laws let me see if i can pull that scripture up now uh joe biden is not the antichrist i really hope he's not if <laughs> if he is that would be so anticlimactic but he's not but the scripture says that the spirit of the antichrist is already in operation so what we see happening now um the antichrist will uh, change times and laws but what we see happening now is uh, the system is being set up to be put into place the system is being is, is, is being set up and it has to be done over the course of time so that things that are being done systematically in order to gain control over people the mandate that he put out recently biden it was tyrannical you know that's this is unprecedented for the united states we're not used to this type of um control right so this is very uncharacteristic it's going to affect millions of jobs personally i don't think people are going down without a fight so we'll see how this thing plays out we're going to have to be prayerful um 
like I mentioned last week, folks are going to have to stick together. But I want to read this scripture from Daniel chapter seven, verse 25. It says, and he shall speak at the Antichrist <clears throat> and he shall speak great words against the most high and shall wear out the saints of the most high. Lord have mercy and think to change times and laws and they shall be given into his hand unto, until a time and times and the dividing of times. A lot of people believe that to mean three and a half years. So for three and a half years, right, when the Antichrist does come on the scene, he the saints, he's going to basically wear out the saints over the course of three and a half years. Um, if I'm reading this correctly, some folks are pre-trib, some folks are mid-trib, some folks are post-trib. And when I say that, I'm talking about the rapture. Some folks are no trib. They don't believe that there will be a, a great catching away. So there's a lot of discussion around that. But for right now, just focusing on the fact that it says that he's going to be able to change the times and laws. And this is something that we see happening right in front of our faces right now. There are times and laws that are being changed, right? The CDC is, uh, oh, glean from his word says, what verse? That was Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. The CDC, sorry, <laughs> my bad, I got to sit up. This, <laughs> the CDC is just doing stuff and making shots that I didn't even know they had the authority to do. And I'm pretty sure they don't. But the question is, who's going who's gonna to say anything about it? It's like blowing smoke it's like a big a big call my bluff type thing i feel like a lot of the decisions that are being made from this administration they're just kind of bluffing because they don't really have the authority but what they're banking on is that this country is not strong enough to put up any real resistance and this goes back to a discussion that i had on solid talk maybe like a month or two ago probably like two months ago now because i took a month off called i'm tired of talking you know, I'm tired of talking. There's this assumption that, or, or let me not say assumption. We've been conditioned to believe that our battles are fought on the internet because that's where business is done now. That's where the marketplace is. That's that's where people date and meet and marry. <laughs> you know, everything has almost become so digital now that it's conditioned our minds to believe that uh in order for some change to happen it's gonna have to come through a, via my post you know i meant to cut my air conditioner off it's gonna have to come during my post um but the reality is when you go to work that's not on the internet you know now we might log on to the internet to to work from home but what i'm trying to say is your job and your paycheck and stuff like that that's not that's not handled on the internet. You know what I mean? When 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 uh, the president makes this particular mandate, yeah, we might view it on the internet, but he made it in person somewhere. So I don't know if this generation really knows how to bring about real change. I don't really know if we really know how to fight. You know what I mean? Like we think that this fight is is a uh, social because of social media so eventually this fight is 
at some point going to become legal right now that is actually where the, a lot of the real the real fighting comes in the real fighting is legal battles so somebody somewhere is going to have to go through something enough for them to be able to go through the hassle of being able to fight this legally because this country is a country of laws and this is why the spirit of the antichrist um is actively trying to change laws and what will inspire him to change laws or not inspire him but empower him to change laws is <clears throat> the fact that all of these minions who've been conditioned to basically go with whatever the mainstream media says all of these minions are the ones who are the little foot soldiers who are going to kind of try to intimidate everybody else it's almost like when elijah was was going up against ahab and jezebel and the prophets of baal and there was like 400 of them and elijah was the only one it was like the, the ratio was like 400 to one almost like when uh goliath david and goliath we talked about this last week he's nine feet tall david is a little rudy boy little red-headed little young man tended to some shepherds to some sheeps rather all of this is happening um so is somebody going to call this bluff is this thing going to turn legal and if it if it if it fails legally then what you know what i mean uh people talk about these camps I, I heard in australia i need to fact check it i heard in australia they're setting up camps for people who are not compliant right and the interesting thing about this is back around in youtube land maybe around like 2014 2015 there were a whole lot of christians that were prophesying on the internet obviously some were legit some were not but i remember people used to talk a whole lot about martial law is coming martial law is coming a lot of people used to talk a lot about fema camps about these fema camps that were going to be set up at walmarts and stuff like this who knows how legit this these things really are but when you look around today it's very plausible it's very plausible that if this particular um rate continues at the trajectory that is going and you begin to villainize the people who are not compliant for having it because they have a healthy amount of skepticism or they have not you know they have they have made a decision about their body and what they want to do with it but when you villainize them now if you can convince the rest of the minions y'all know i call them npcs non-playable characters people whose minds have been turned to mush if you can convince them to, to that that these people are the real enemy then those who are not compliant are going to be the odd man out you know i was thinking a lot about or a little bit about um the super bowl halftime show some of you who are in the know kind of know that every year when they do that halftime show there's always like a message that's being sent and at last year's super bowl which was the one with the tampa bay buccaneers i forgot who they even played they beat whoever they played i didn't oh now nah, i forgot who they played anyway <laughs> anyway the weekend 
the weekend did a uh, performance where he was in like this red vest or something like that. And then he had this army of uh, people that were dressed just like him. Let me see if I can find it. The weekend halftime show. Super Bowl. I don't know if I want to actually play it. I don't know what type of uh, copyrights they have and stuff like that. But I mean, this is commentary. We'll see if we're able to. You know what? Matter of fact, let me just I, I can I can get my point across with some still photos. Um, He's wearing this kind of like this uh, red vest in this performance. He's a type of antichrist. You know, and I don't know the song he was performing. I don't really know, be knowing these people's songs like that. But he was a type of antichrist in this particular performance. And those of you who might have seen it will remember. Let's see what we got. You will remember that... Uh, it's like, so this is how he was dressed like this, right? But then the army of people were like this. I'm trying to get these pictures bigger, but this is like, so he had all of these little little red people with no face. They all had these white masks on that were blanked out, right? Who knows what that really means? And here he is. I'm trying to get like the aerial view where you could see the all the multitude. Here's a good a good example. Here he is, right? Um, kind of just the ringleader of all of these other little soldiers. And what this represented was it represented the Antichrist army. So uh that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with people who are being systematically conditioned to receive the antichrist when he comes on the scene as i said before uh joe biden is not the antichrist uh, uh if he was that would be a huge disappointment <laughs> i'd be like hold on hold on hold on <laughs> i've been reading about this thing for how many years and you mean to tell me joe biden <laughs> oh man that'd be like i don't know what that would be like <laughs> But um, we know that this Antichrist figure, he's going to be loved by everybody. He, the, and the reason why he's going to be loved by everybody is because he's going to come on the scene to save the day. That's what he's doing. He's going to come on the scene to save the day. So we as believers, we have to kind of be mindful of this from, from different angles. We got to look at this from a few different angles, one of which is... um. Don't put your trust in any human being. You know what I mean? Don't put your trust in anybody that comes on the scene that because what we can do is have a tendency to get desperate. We can have a tendency to say, oh, man, this is horrible. This guy is just so bad. If only we had such and such in the office. I seen people with T-shirts with Obama's face on it. Do you miss me yet? I know a whole bunch of people that want Trump to come back in the office. Uh, you know, the uh, presidential office. And so all of these different type of personalities are the things that we have to make sure that we don't get caught up in. We don't want to get caught up in thinking that somebody other than Jesus Christ can rectify this situation. 
Now, if the situation get, gets rectified through some sort of revival, you know, we go on to live hundreds of years after this, and this is just one blurb in the chap in the uh, book of humanity in this story. Bless God. You know, we get to live a full life and all that. Praise the Lord. We don't no man knows the time nor the hour, the day nor the hour, but we do know the times and the seasons. You know what I mean? So we're in a season now where we need to understand that there's a spiritual battle on our hands. I know I got to pray more. Um, if you haven't been praying, you got to pray more, too, because this is the only way that we're going to be able to navigate through um, what we see taking place right now, whether whether you're for it or not. You know what I mean? My thing is, it's each person's prerogative, whether they want to get the jab or not. But you can't deny the fact that there's an unprecedented level of control that's being exercised by these authorities. And that's why I'm asking this question tonight. You guys can weigh in. I put the link in the um, chat if anybody wants to come on and just talk about this or anything else. I'm going to make it an open discussion tonight. Feel free to come on. But uh, the question is, has our government done enough to instill trust in its citizens? You know, I brought up this article. Uh, it's just a random article. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how legit this stuff is. So that's why I'm a little bit leery of sharing it uh matter of fact i'm not going to share it because it said well actually we can look at it and then you can go and research it on your own i'm just going to cite it i want to cite this article and uh you know some of these things i actually have been aware of but some of these i didn't know until i read them today and i'm only kind of having this discussion because i think it's a healthy discussion you know what I mean? If, if, if somebody's going to be controlling you, you need to know who it is that's controlling you. <laughs> um, so let's see. These are just a few. These are really just a few. <clears throat> this article was published March 26, 2018. It says 10 government conspiracy theories revealed to be true. Number one, the CIA developed a heart attack gun. Okay. As the theory goes, the CIA built a secret weapon in the 60s and 70s that could cause fatal heart attacks. The weapon shot a small poison dart that could penetrate clothing and left behind nothing but a teeny red dot on the skin. The dart disintegrated on impact and the target would only feel a small prick similar to a bug bite. Since the poison denatured quickly, it could not be detected in an autopsy now once again some of this stuff i don't even know i'm just going to tell you where this is from this is from a uh, site called parcast.com it's a blog all right maybe we can do our homework i'm just citing this article right now i'm not saying it's legit or not um number two the cia spied on and controlled the american media CIA projected Operation. Let me get a scroll up so I can see the picture. CIA projected Operation Mockingbird spied on members of the C CIA project Operation Mockingbird spied on members of the Washington Press Corps in 1963, 1972, and 1973. They also paid journalists to publish CIA propaganda wiretapped their phones and monitored their offices to keep tabs on their activities and visitors. 
See, what I'm talking about here is transparency. Transparency. I, I, I Be real with me and I'll be real with you. Number three, the government poisoned during prohibition. Let me make sure. Yeah, I got this on the screen. All right. It says, when the government banned alcohol in 1920, bootleggers would steal industrial alcohol used in paints, fuel, solvents, and medical supplies and red uh red is still it for sale R excuse me read this read distill it for sale i think he's talking about distilled distilled alcohol like distilled water some of the uh, some of this alcohol contained heavy metals and led to illnesses or blindness in an attempt to stop people from drinking alcohol the government changed the formula of industrial alcohol to make it completely undrinkable at least 10 percent of industrial alcohol formulas had to contain methyl alcohol a poisonous substance in addition to other noxious ingredients such as kerosene gasoline chloroform formaldehyde and acetone the plan backfired people still drank the poisonous alcohol and more than ten thousand people died wow according to them their sources history.com number four uh <laughs> and i'm just going through a u.s air force i'm reading now out of curiosity a, a u.s air force laboratory researched the possibility of using pheromones as a weapon all right, I'm, I'm going to skip through some of these. Uh, number five, the U.S. government stole dead bodies for re, re, radioactive testing. Number six, President Woodrow Wilson's wife ran the country after he suffered a stroke. It's interesting. Number seven, the CIA tested LSD and other hallucinogenic drugs on Americans. It says, as part of a top secret experiment on behavior modification called MKUltra. Now, let me pause for a second. MKUltra has been declassified. So you can actually go and read the information on there about what that is. Basically, it's a form of mind control through uh, trauma. What it is is that you traumatize somebody so badly that you're able to like reprogram their brain. So through visual imagery and other things, you're able to condition people to think and act a certain way. That's called MK Ultra. Anyway, it says, as part of a top secret experiment on behavior modification called MK Ultra, the CIA tested volunteers for a time. Eventually, they began testing people without their knowledge, let alone consent, and left many of the test subjects with permanent mental disabilities as a result of the testing uh, number eight the dalai lama was a cia agent that's interesting number nine the fbi spied on beatles band member john lennon all right number 10 canada developed a gaydar machine <laughs> in the 1960s i'm sorry i'm immature that just made me laugh um, so we can fact check these in our free time. I just thought that article was interesting. It brought up some stuff that I'd never heard of before, but there's a lot more that are not on that list that I do know about. Um, one of them, for example, is uh, the Georgia Guidestones. 
You know, the Georgia Guidestones. Let's look that up real quick. All right, the Georgia Guidestones. Let me see if this is on Wikipedia or not. I'm curious. To, okay, it made it to Wikipedia. All right. I know they probably won't give me the full narrative, but... Um, But I'm curious. Let's see if we if we can't skim through this really quickly. Uh, I'm looking. At, I I just want to see the Wikipedia because I want to see what the what the what the wiki narrative is. Uh, says. Uh, the Georgia Guidestones are a granite monument erected in 1979 in Elbert County, Georgia, in the United States. A set of 10 guidelines is inscribed on the structure in eight modern languages, and a shorter message is inscribed at the top of the structure in four ancient language scripts. The monument stands at a uh, at an approximate elevation of 750 feet above sea level, about 90 miles east of Atlanta. For Okay, so i tell you the location. Now, let me get to the point of why I'm reading it. The reason I'm reading this is because the Georgia Guidestones has these pillars of how humanity should conduct itself. And one of the uh, tenets of the pillar is the population control. So let's get let's get down to that because that's really what I want to get to. Sorry, I want to do the full screen. Uh, a message consisting of a set of ten guidelines or principles is engraved on the Georgia Guidestones in eight languages. One language on each face of the four. Okay, we read that already. Let's just see what they are. Number one, and the one I want to speak of: maintain humanity under five hundred thousand excuse me, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. So whoever put this, these inscriptions on here believes that in order for, for the earth to be able to function in a healthy manner, the population cannot exceed more than 500 million. Now this was put up in 1979, we're told. So obviously we're way beyond that right now in the world um so if you're a person who believes in this then that means that you need to figure out how to get those numbers down right i don't know who believes in this and who doesn't but i'm just reading they're there for a reason so somebody put it there you can't just erect some uh significant structure like this and it just be a brush you know a a, a a flash in the pan that's not how this works number two guide reproduction wisely improving fitness and diversity now if we think about the whole idea of population control think about some of the other things that are going on with the lgbt movement why is that so strong because we know that um a, a a man and a man cannot reproduce a child and a woman and a woman cannot reproduce a child so it, that's one effective way 
to control population. Let's also think about abortion. Um, I don't I've lost track of the numbers that America has in terms of abortions per year or just the, the amount that we've done. But it, it is definitely in the millions. So that's why this is this is getting pushed. Right. Uh, but anyway, tenant number three, unite humanity with a live with a living new language. Rule, passion, faith, tradition and all things with tempered reason. So I want to look at number three real quick, because number three reminds me of the Tower of Babel. Right. I guess I can uh, let me throw myself on here again. Number three reminds me of the Tower of Babel when all of humanity got together and they were all of one speech and they say, we're going to build something that is tall enough to reach the heavens. And God saw what they were doing and came down there and knocked it down. Number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Not sure if they're doing that. Number six, let all nations rule internally, resolving, resolving external disputes in a world court. So now we're thinking about one world religion because if you have a world court all right that means that everybody is subject to the same laws and rules so it says that nations can can resolve issues internally right but then external uh, disputes go to a world system number seven avoid petty laws and unseen excuse me and useless officials eight balance personal rights with social duties nine prize truth beauty love seeking harmony with the infinite and 10 be not a cancer on the earth leave room for nature leave room for nature so you see there's kind of like this veneration of nature it's almost like nature is uh being exalted as as though it's it's you know the bible talks about how they worship the creation uh they worship the creature more than the creator that's what I see going on here. But what I'm looking for, though, is I'm trying to see who actually who actually planted these guide stones, because if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so according to this June, a man using a pseudonym R.C. Christian approached the uh, uh, some granite company on behalf of a, quote, small group of loyal Americans and commission the structure so you just got these random people who just commission this structure right we don't know who they who they are what they believe but it's there another thing you want to look into in your free time is agenda 2030 i think they used to have agenda 2021 now they have agenda 2030 so anyway there's a lot going on i want to see what you guys have to say about this I've been talking for a while, so forgive me if I don't get to every comment. But I want to see what folks have to say about either this question or just what's going on. <laughs> Thanks for the compliment, brother Nick. Glory to God. Say cool glasses. Uh, and I greet everybody in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, see, the media the media is like a false prophet in a sense. So we really got to make a decision of who we want to, who we're going to choose to believe. Moni E shares an opinion. She says, yeah, that's crazy, them forcing people. I think people should have a choice to take it. 
agree. Glory to God. Here's a uh, brother Nick. He says, my family and I got the virus last week. We are all good. Nothing to be afraid of. We all give God thanks. Natural immunity, no vaccines or hospitaliz hospitalizations. Well, praise the Lord, brother. I'm glad to hear that you and your family are doing well. I do believe that there is a, um, a wave that's going on right now because I have seen a couple of people that I'm close to uh, get it recently. And when I talk to them about it, they pretty much express what you express that, you know, got it, went through it, felt like a sickness, felt like the flu, you know, uh, cold chills, a uh, few night sweats, uh, sore throat, um, stuffy nose, you know, hey. <laughs> it's a sickness you know what i mean and I, and that's why i say that's why i always make the point it's legit it's a real thing you know what i mean but instead of this overreach i think we need to see it as a part of life today and that's that gets to really the fundamental issue between the different groups of people there's some people that just understand that death is a part of life and there's some people who 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 can't really reconcile the idea of death in their minds and so even at the expense of personal liberty even at the expense of actually living and enjoying life they will sacrifice the experience of life at least as we as we know it they will sacrifice that in order to be able to simply not die so it's like i'm not dying but i'm also not living now here comes the jab because the jab is 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 being marketed as the savior where it's like okay now you cannot die and also you can live you can go to the football game you can go to the library you can have a job you can you know i mentioned last week i saw a guy couldn't go into firehouse subs and get a sandwich without having a vaccination card so you can get a you can go to the restaurant you know this 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 is being marketed as your ticket to be able to live and that's what i don't like about it the, the persuasion i don't like the compulsion moni says i think it's natural to have skepticism it's not natural not to it's not it's not natural to not have it praise the lord sister deja says it was by design man it's it's there it is an interesting time to be alive it is an interesting time to be alive i always find it funny when christians be like what a time to be alive <laughs> i'm gonna be real with y'all i don't be feeling that way i gotta i need more prayer i need uh <laughs> i need a better outlook you know what i mean i i, I need that Money says she the CDC has been inconsistent. She prefers the WHO, the World Health Organization. Sister Deidre says Biden is operating like a dictator. Yes, he is. And man, I don't, it's like the way he speaks, it just, 
it just he just seems super creepy to me i can't really explain it to you but it's like he speaks in this really soft um like weak voice but even though it's soft and weak it's still very creepy and and nothing he says sets well with me nothing he says sets well with me glean from his word did anyone see how some countries are coming together taliban and about four others hmm i, I uh, let me know a little bit more what you're talking about sister she says i believe that the coming of jesus is near well, well hopefully it is and if that's the case one of them old songs says get right church and let's go home <laughs> that's what i need to do i need to get right as soon as jesus come we need to get right and go home you know but we still have a battle to fight um it, it is a huge temptation to want to take your ball and go home you know take your salvation and go home and really be done with 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 the crazy people and the insanity but we still got some souls to save um we still got a lot to do i'm looking at my chair it feel like i keep sinking down i know i keep putting this chair up all right so y'all see my i put my chair up i ain't gonna do nothing to it i think my chair might be getting a little bit old on me all right glean says to be honest is it to be honest it has been years since i studied revelations and we'll be doing it again soon i believe in the rapture the coming of jesus praise the lord i believe in the catching the way as well the rapture i think we're gonna go through some things though her question i have uh does anyone think only the unjab is spreading the vivid the, uh, the vivid or both well i can answer that from my opinion um according to the the, the science the unjabbed no uh yeah the jabbed can both catch it and spread it personally <laughs> i don't want to give out no false information um i'm gonna say this i mentioned this last week i had two aunts who work in a in medical and they used to get tested weekly for the virus and they never tested positive but as soon as they got their shot both of them ended up testing positive and i've seen a few other people say that so um it would not surprise me if those that are jabbed are like kind of cultivating it and spreading it as well if not more that's that's honestly something i consider i'm not saying for sure that's the case it's just something that i've considered and that i've thought about like if you're getting this thing in your system are you becoming like a hotbed of a like a walking um like a <laughs> like a walking spreader you know and i don't want to villainize them you know because i don't like how it feels when they try to villainize us but if i'm being completely honest with you or how, how i really honestly think i kind of feel like the the jab people are the ones that could be causing this little wave that we're seeing right now because we know that there's the delta variant 
they've said something about the Lambda variant. And I think I saw a, a Mu variant, M-U, M is in man and U. I made a little accidental um, hand gesture, 666. I, I, ain't, I ain't with none of that stuff. It was an accident. But, um, yeah, all these other mutations, what's causing the mutations? The mutations weren't here until the, it's <laughs> till the jab. So, um, but like I said, I ain't trying to villainize nobody. We really don't know. But that's honestly what I kind of think. Marsha says the state of Hawaii had a meeting about legally resisting the mandate. I saw a map of the United States and 21 states were reported to be pushing back against Biden's demands. I saw that map as well, sister. And I'm encouraged that that there is at least a pushback. What we're really talking about is an overreaction an overreaction. That's really the conversation that we're having. Is this an overreaction or is this an appropriate reaction? Deidre says American frontline doctors have an ongoing legal battle with the government since 2020. Now, now let's 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 pose this scenario real quick. Let's say, for example, that this mandate goes forth and you do have a hundred million Americans who are facing either jab or no job. If that's the case, some of them were probably going to fold and give in. You know what I mean? So let's just say that you have an attrition of about 50%. Let's say 50% are like, you know what? Just screw it. I know such and such, they got it. They still alive. So I'm just going to get it. You know, what's the big deal? You know, let's just say 50%. So now you got about 50 million Americans who refuse to take it. <clears throat> and let's say they get fired. What happens if 50 million Americans stop working? You know, I don't know what, let me see what percentage of the population that would be. Now, it's not going to be like a, it, it's going to be significant. It's going, it's definitely going to be significant, but let me see. So if America is 347 million, which I heard one time, or yeah, which I heard one time, let's put 50 over, let's just call it 350, 50 over 350. That's 14% of the population. What will happen if 14% of the population is not working? How would that affect our economy? How would that affect our economy? So my thing is, I just say stick to your guns, stick to your convictions. We got a little fight on our hands, <clears throat> but I think things are going to be all right. Um, Brother Israel says Walmarts won't be FEMA camps. They will be police, military guarded to ration our out resources. Wow. That's something to be said, brother. Um, I'm telling you, 2015 was a time to be alive on YouTube, man, because first of all, it wasn't it wasn't whack like it is today. It's, YouTube is just whack. But also, um, it was like right before the presidency, and I remember people... <laughs> 
<laughs> people were talking about how Obama was going to have a third term and stuff like this. And some people were wondering if President Trump was going to win. So remember, if y'all think back to 2016, it was so funny because everybody thought that Hillary was going to win. So then when Donald Trump won, it was like way out of left field. And I, I think it was it was out of left field for some people. Because I think back then more people listened to the media. So the media was kind of making it seem like like he had no shot. Hillary's going to win by a landslide. And because I'm in the DMV area, which votes like 90% blue, I was just thinking like, like oh, Hillary about to win. <laughs> and I, I didn't have anything invested. I didn't even vote that year. But, but he won. And it was kind of funny. Like I, like I said, I ain't have a horse in the race, but it was hilarious. I kind of wanted him to win because I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the whole female president thing, if I'm just being honest. You know what I mean? Because there's a scripture that says, woe unto my children for women and children rule over thee. So I just kind of believe that, uh, you know, God's preferred order of uh, leadership is is male. But that's that's my perspective. You know what I mean? I have a patriarchal mind. I'm unashamed about that. Uh, Brother Israel says this season is hot and it's supposed to be going into the winter time. Yeah, that's another thing. So it's still uh, summer moving into fall. It's still technically summer. And people are getting it. So when the winter comes, man, I don't know if y'all remember last year. Joe Biden made this comment comment about how it's going to be a dark winter. And he said it very ominous. He was like, it's good. I can't do his voice, but he was like, it's going to be a dark winter. So what did that mean? What did he even mean by that? Okay, let's pray for Sister Glean. She says her internet is messing up because Ida uh, messed it. I guess Ida's over, but, you know, I didn't know you were affected by that, Sister uh, looks like you're well. Hopefully everything gets back into working order. Moni says, amen. We all have to pray more and walk closely with God as much as possible. Taking a jab or not doesn't make doesn't make a person more spiritual. We still have to seek God wholeheartedly regardless. Yeah. And that's why I say everybody has a prayer life. Everybody has a prayer life, even if your prayer life is on zero. You know, even if, if if you're a Muslim, you got a prayer life, you're just praying to the wrong person. <laughs> but and your prayer life is on zero. You know, if you're, if you're an atheist, you got a prayer life, it's just on zero. So what I mean by that is everybody has the opportunity because the scripture says that it's God's will that none should perish. It's like hazing and initiations. I forgot what I was saying, Brother Joseph. Uh but I'm sure you were probably on point with your comment as usual. Glory to God. I appreciate this comment from God spell running. May the father anoint your words, stand bold. There are legions of angels behind you. This is your season to defeat the oppressors. Your brothers and sisters of other origins will have your back. Praise the Lord. I certainly appreciate that comment. Uh, glory to God. Ashkenazi Christian, this is who I need in on this discussion. 
She says United Nations Agenda 2030 is the date by which the Luciferians want to have the New World Order completely up and running. Incidentally, it's also the 2000th year of Jesus's death. Very interesting. Now, you have to tell me how that works, sister, because um, <clears throat> my, my assumption is like on the calendar when it says like right now we're in the year. 2021 ad which is 2021 the year of our of our lord so i was i am assuming that this is the correct year like this is 2021 years after jesus's death already but if you know something i don't know you know what i'm saying let a brother in on something uh sister constant says good evening god is my covering i'm going to stand on the word amen Absolutely. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Said I will live long in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Okay, Sister Marcia says, my sister got two jabs, and when she came over, I felt like I was getting sick. I don't know if it was in my mind, but when she left, I felt better. <laughs> I hate to laugh at that, Sister, but that comment just made me laugh. <laughs> but I feel you, though. I feel you. And I think what can be said about that is just how people are being turned against each other. There's division. And that's what Satan likes to do. He likes to divide and conquer. You know, the 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 jab people think the unjabbed are the problem, and the unjabbed people think the jabbed are the problem. And he's really capitalizing off of this division right now. Man, so just a, a lot of good conversation going this going on in this uh chat family she says i'm concerned because this is the same family member the lord asked me to pray for her salvation the lord sees the beginning from the end well praise the lord you know what i mean that means she she'll be all right you know what i mean prayerfully you know she'll be all right prayerfully just keep praying and being obedient to the lord Deidre says the dark winter meaning is financial and food shortages. Wow. Well, the interesting thing about that is he he said it before the winter of like 2020 coming into 2021. And it folks were going through some stuff, you know what I mean? But I felt like that was when. So what was going on during that time? Stuff been moving so fast lately. But uh, I'm sure folks were wilding out. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's been a while, two years. That's all I can say. Now, this winter, who knows? <clears throat> it would affect it, but then once we all quit. Uh, so I think I think Glean is responding to the question I asked. What would happen if uh, you have 14 percent of the working population just up and uh, quit? So she says. Not up and quit, but up and get fired. She says it would affect it. But then once we all quit, then would they gain more power? Because then how would they eat? People would get desperate. I think then I think they I think then might 
people would get desperate, I think, and then might reconsider. Well, it all depends on a person's conviction. You know, what is your conviction about the matter? Some some folks' conviction is uh, is religious. Some folks' conviction is health ish health related. Some folks' conviction is um just you know the fact that you know it's my body and i just simply don't want to be coerced into something i think it really depends on the weight of a person's conviction in my case uh some of my conviction is is a bit spiritual not saying that the that the jab is inherently like deadly or wicked or nothing like that but it's it's the principle of control and the fact that I know where this is heading. You know, I know where this control is heading. So it's kind of out of principle for me. So prayerfully, I would not give in. But if a person is just doing it because it's like, you know, I just don't want to. And then all of a sudden they, they've they been out of work for like three months and and their, their family is having trouble getting food and you looking at your kids or something like that. You might try to save your life in that case and you might just give in. So I guess what you're saying is like, even though it might start off at 14%, because right now a uh, hundred million is probably like 30, a little over 33%. So, you know, it, it, there will be some attrition. You're saying it'll probably, it, it will probably just end up being more people falling off or giving in, I should say. This is a good point, Sister Brittany makes. I find it interesting that we all keep focusing on the coronavirus instead of talking about how our economy in America is in dire straits. Well, Sister, I agree with you. And I think the reason why is because there's a direct link between our response to the coronavirus and the economy. So, so what the jab people would say is, I shouldn't even call them that, it's so divisive. <laughs> But what they will say is our economy can get back to normal if everybody just complies. What the unjab people will say is just get back to normal and let the chips fall where they may. You know what I mean? Like if it works, it works. What's the big deal? You know what I mean? I don't get it. Either it works or it doesn't. Um, but for some reason, folks don't want to have that conversation. Praise the Lord. Okay, so Ashkenazi is responding. This is what she's saying. She says, it's my understanding Jesus was born in 3 BC and died in 30 AD. I have no idea why Jesus didn't die in either 0 or 1 BC AD. Yeah, I will have to look that up. But that's uh, thank you for um, sharing that information, sister. Thank you for sharing that information. And look at what Brother Israel says. This question is way off topic, but how does a man know if he loves a woman truly? Man, brother, we're going to have to save that for another solid talk. <laughs> uh, my, sh my short answer to that is if he's willing to lay down his life for her, then he loves her. You know, love, yeah, yeah, it feels nice sometimes, but love is a verb. Love is something that you do. If you read Romans chapter 13, most of those actions are, are verbs. Love is love is uh patient, love is kind, 
uh, keeps no record of wrongdoing. It does not boast. All of those things are telling you what you need to do to be selfless. So my assumption is if you meet a woman where and God commands us to love the wife like we love the church. Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church as he as he laid down his life. He died for it. So if you're willing to die for her, to me, you truly love her. You know what I mean? Maybe that's why I ain't really there yet. I don't know if it's just somebody. I'm just like, am I just, I'm just going to die for you? You know what I mean? But <laughs> but if I meet a wife, I'll be willing to die for her, Lord willing. You know, if somebody's shooting a bullet, I'm going to take the bullet. You know what I mean? That, that's what I see it as. And we'll kind of close out with this comment by Sister Brittany. She says, as you said, a lot of people see the vaccine as their savior. It's a mindset. Matthew 16, 25, for whosoever would save his life will lose it. But whosoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So what better scripture to close out with? Um, interesting talk. You know what I mean? I was just posing that question. <clears throat> you you want us to trust you, but have you given us a reason to trust you? You know what I mean? Um, something to think about. I got a little something going on with me, so I'm just going to drink some tea and I'm going to be good. But that's the question I'm thinking about. Like, like, I think it was, well, George Bush messed it up, <laughs> but the actual quote says, fool me once. Now I'm about to mess it up. Okay. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Now, I don't know what George Bush said. He said so like, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, uh, you can't fool me again, right? <laughs> but God bless him. But anyway, that's all I have. I'm going to get off here, drink my tea. Lord willing, I will be on here next week, possibly with a guest. Um, there's a book that I want to discuss of uh, an author. So uh, let's be prayerful about that. <clears throat> other than that that's all i have in tonight's solid talk family i thank you for the discussion i thank you for the conversation i thank you for the feedback for the, the varying opinions and things like that prayerfully this talk will stay up now by the way let me say this real quick before i close out if anything happens to this channel the website is going to be the place where we're going to go to so i'll be making a separate video about that but i just wanted to say it while it's on my mind that's all i have in this solid talk family you all take care and be blessed It's a solid talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid. I'm dropping knowledge, wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Culture living godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. 
Yo, kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Let's walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you, bruh Only a rim that Shelby say we trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check and from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity Social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity PC culture on a mission and they try to cancel me But I know Jesus gonna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slambery So I need him every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven, the born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in, let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in.